listening to the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Good day, good day, good day. It's your host, Sir Colin Campbell here and Gary A. McGowan. And you're tuned into the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. We're on site right now at the Real Estate Growth Summit and we have a special coach sitting in the hot seat with us today, Kelly Manateas. Uh, so Kelly, um, tell us who, who you are. Tell us a bit about yourself there and why you are in this hot seat today. Oh, okay. All right. A little bit about myself. Let's see. I have been in real estate over 18 years. I've done every single position imaginable in this industry. And I've been a coach for the last six years. Um, and that's truly where my passion I think I, I spend my time there because it has the biggest impact in every single industry and every single business. So that just floats my heart for sure. Now, Kelly, you were on stage yesterday. You were talking in front of a crowd of, uh, what, 600 people. Um, for those who weren't privileged to be at the summit yesterday, give us, uh, give us an overview of what your talk was about. Yeah, for sure. So yesterday I had the honor of being on stage and talking about being an emotionally effective leader. And primarily... That sounds deep. Yeah, yeah. 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 What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's still early in the morning. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, being an emotionally effective leader is, is all about understanding your emotional intelligence and managing your emotions and the emotions of the people you lead. And how to truly do that and influence them in a way that empowers them. So that's really what we talked about. And we dived a little deep into that. So what does that mean? Because I'm, I'm still like, whoa. <laughs> Talk to us like we're eight. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, okay, hang on. Okay, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Okay, so what that means is, you know, everybody operates in their own reality. And the way that they manage their emotions are usually because of the way that they grew up. So as leaders, we tend to operate in our own way. Uh -huh. And what generally comes up as a challenge is that our way is not the same as somebody else's way. Okay. So being able to understand the skill set required to be flexible in your behavior, in, in the way that you communicate, is the best possible way that a leader can truly create followers and bring people and talent into their organization that creates and achieves big goals. Okay, so since we're talking about leadership, mm -hmm. uh, what does leadership mean to you, Kelly? Well, in the words of John Maxwell, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just automatically where we go. And I think for me to, to dive into that, influence to me is influencing somebody to see their possibility of greatness. Each and every one of us has greatness inside of them. We have the resources inside of us to hit any goal that we choose to. And I think great leaders connect the dots for people, for them to understand that they truly can achieve anything that they want. And by being in partnership with that leader, that leader then gets to influence them in order for them to see it, in order for them to step into it. And I think that's truly the biggest sense of leadership. So since leadership is uh, influence, nothing more, nothing less, again, according to um, Jay Maxwell, I like to call him Jay, Jay Maxwell. Maxwell. Jay. I'll Jay. use that from this point forward. <laughs> Jay Maxwell. Yeah, no one will know who you mean, though. That's, that's okay. How does uh, one um, be effective in influencing people? Like, what are, how can we influence people? 
Well, I think there's a couple different ways that you can do that. I think the first thing is realizing that you need to meet people where they are. Okay. You know, a lot of times as leaders, um, you know, w- we get that position through what we've done, what we've achieved, the influence that we currently have. And when people come into our organization, we tend to want to tell them what to do. You know, as leaders, we're like, we've already been through this. Just follow my lead and, and do what I say. And I think the, the first part is just taking a step back and understanding that we've got to go where people are before we can lift them up to where we see they could be. So understanding that you you step back, you shift your communication, you're flexible in your behavior, and you find out what's really important to them. What's Where are they seeing reality right now? How are they using their language? What does their language even mean? Mm. You know, because sometimes our our meaning on words is entirely different from what somebody else has attached to it. Mm. So if we can understand their model of the world, which is what we talked about yesterday, then that sets the platform for then us to create a plan as a leader to lift them up into what they say is important to them. Right, right. So talk to us a little bit on how do you find out where people are? Like what are the, some of the tools that you like to, to use and do that with? Yeah. Well, being a coach, obviously, I love questions. Okay. I mean, you get powerful response with powerful questions, right? So when we look at questions, which is a little bit of what we talked about yesterday, the first part is understanding how to ask the question. I mean, yeah. yesterday we talked about, you know, saying the word why. Now, when we were kids, most of us, when we heard why, we were in you trouble. Defense. Oh, my gosh. I got to defend <laughs> why I did this. Ah. Yes. I mean, the minute it came out of your parents' mouth, you're like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and that sticks with you because all our programming sets in place up to seven years old. So when we're adults, we're still running in those kid programs. And as leaders, if we start asking questions with why, we're immediately putting them into defense. And that's not going to help them or you in lifting them up. Okay. So understanding how to ask the questions and what words give energy and what words take energy. And then framing it in a way where it causes your person to think, right? Most of the time we want to give them the answers because we, we know that it's faster. They, yeah. I mean, most entrepreneurs are like drivers, right? They're yeah. like fire, fire, fire. Oh, wait, I've got to aim. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, so we just want them to get there faster. But as we know in leadership, if people author it, they own it. Right. So our role is to create a space for them to author it. And we do that through questions. Okay. So authoring it being, how do you lead someone down the path to help them make decisions? Exactly. So if somebody has a goal and they say, you know, let's look at the panel that was on yesterday. We're a six-figure earner, right? And they want to make six figures in their first year. So immediately we're going to go into, okay, how do you see yourself doing that? What actions could you take on a daily basis to hit that goal? Why is that important to you? Which is important because I do want them to defend their goal. If they can't defend it, they're not going to achieve it. Yeah, it's not their goal. So there, you're saying that there are times when we can use why. Yes. Okay. You're like breaking, you're breaking my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early in the morning yeah. for this yeah, conversation. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. no, no, it's no, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. The, the why, as you just said, is, is allowing somebody to defend what they believe in, what they, what they stand for and, and puts, 
power behind it. Exactly, yes, because when we look at commitment, there's so many different levels of commitment. Some want to commit, but they withhold emotional commitment. Yeah. Meaning, you know, they say yes in the moment, but it's more like, yes, let me wait and see. Okay. If it makes sense for me. Okay. Right? So if I'm asking them a question as to why they want this, if they can defend it to the point that they're so passionate about it, then I know that I've raised them up the commitment ladder. Cool. Okay. And and remind us that commitment ladder. Do you have that in the back of your mind? Oh, yeah. I yeah. just, you know, pull it out of my pocket. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, so the commitment ladder, I mean, there's there's a lot of different versions of it. You know, we start at the bottom rung and, and that's more of, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not committed at all. And as we go up the ladder, there's like a tiptoe into it. Well, you know, if it makes sense, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. If I have time, I'll do it. And as we move farther up, you know, we'll we'll be committed in the moment, but we have difficulty holding on to that feeling of commitment. Okay. And as we move closer on, that's when we start to invite accountability around our commitment, right? Because if you truly want something, you're going to want to say it to the world where accountability shows up. So if they're higher up the rung, they're going to invite accountability in it. So they're starting to share what they're committed to. Okay. And then right at the top, those individuals, they're like, it's happening no matter what. There's no obstacle that's going to get in my way of achieving what I say I want. Yeah. Right. And that's where you see true success. And it's also where leadership influence shows up because most people have not experienced what true commitment feels like. So if someone is struggling where they, you know, they commit and they truly believe in it in the beginning and, you know, for a 30 day challenge, 25 days in that that commitment starts to waver Mm -hmm. how do we bring them back to get them over the hump reminding them why they started it in the first place I think as a leader, it's it's our responsibility to consistently put their why in front of them, right? Because there was a reason they started down the journey. Yeah. And and then life happens, right? Yeah. And and things get in the way, and you know, as they they start to lose steam, they start to forget the feeling they had when they first made that commitment. So as leaders, putting their why or the reason that they started that journey in the first place is the most important piece. And sometimes we've almost got to do it daily. Yeah. Right? Interesting. So now, for sorry, go ahead, Derek Gear. I was going to say, Kelly, I just want to kind of qualify uh, the, the conversation a little bit. Obviously, your understanding of coaching and leadership just doesn't happen overnight, right? <laughs> and yeah. uh, so... Talk to us a little bit about your journey on on how all of you know, how, how how this came about. Like you just can't go sit and read a book. I'm like, yeah, I know how to lead people. Yeah. So talk to us about your experience and 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 just kind of how that it's evolved to where you are today. Uh, well, you know, it was an interesting experience. I think, you know, when I started in real estate, I literally started at the front desk, right? And I and I'll always attribute my leadership experience because I started there. As I moved up in different organizations, I was able to. Connect connect one position to another so that I could see the influence that was occurring up and down and sideways. So as I grew and grew and grew, I started to understand what other leaders were missing. 
they, they didn't have any experience in those other positions and therefore didn't know how to truly connect to those other positions. And um, I can't remember what day it was, but I became very interested in leadership. And all of a sudden, that was like my one thing. I was studying it, everything I could find out about it. John Maxwell and, you know, Daniel Goleman with emotional intelligence and, you know, even our speaker today, Hal Alrod. I mean, that still has leadership in that, right? Because you're leading yourself in the morning. Of course. Um, And then as I got further into organizations and then had the opportunity to be exposed to Keller Williams, that was the one thing that gave me the insight to truly understand where my passion was and the tools in order to explore it. So, you know, when we talk about Miracle Morning, all my reading is around leadership. All my journaling is around the mistakes that I make daily in leadership. And I've made a heck of a lot of mistakes. Absolutely. And what's great about that is we get to share those mistakes. And um, as I've failed forward and continue to fail forward, it just provides me more opportunity to figure out where I need to study more, right. who I need to talk to. You know, it's that constant learning base. Yeah. We well, said something interesting there. As, as you move forward in your career and, and not so much your career, but your, your development as a, as a human being, in fact, um, we were all at uh, a, a conference a few weeks ago where somebody that we admire quite and have a lot of respect for, Diana Kokoska, and yes. she said it three different times at three different locations or three different opportunities where she she said it to Colin and I. I know she said it to you guys, and then she said it in front of the stage on success. You can't. Um, it, it, I'm paraphrasing. You can't have success without learning about leadership. Oh, right. You, yeah. you, you guys know exactly what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Like for her to say that has dramatic impact. That was kind of my big aha over over that conference. And without studying leadership, we're just going to kind of putter about or make our own decisions, and they may not be the right decisions. Yeah. So how do we how do we how do we include others, Kelly? How do we include others into that conversation to help us move along? Well, I think when you look at the study of leadership, you know, most of us think that that means reading a book. Right. Or or listening to an audible or, you know, a TED talk or an amazing podcast like this one. Um, And I think, you know, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I think they've they you know, they could stretch their thinking a little bit. You know, the last six years. Yes, I've been going out and learning. And yet I have always had a list of people everywhere I go that I intend to meet and ask for mentorship. Right. Okay. Because there's great leaders around us and they're all at different levels of their leadership, depending on where they are in their organization or their goals in life. And yet they all have a piece to teach you. So if you can surround yourself with leaders, even even people who are leading a family, right? Ah, because there that, you go. There you go. That yeah. that is leadership in its truest sense of the form, right? Finding those individuals and spending time with them, asking questions. Diana teaches us, do you walk around with a list of questions? Yeah. Because you never know who's going to show up. And, and do you even have the filter to look for it? That is <laughs> yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you, my kids have taught me a lot about leadership. And I shared a little bit of that on stage yesterday. Um, How so? Well, we, my daughter was on stage with me and she did a little skit. 
around, you know, a, an entrepreneur coming home late day at work, right? Already frustrated that they didn't get home on time. And, you know, the child showed up and said, Daddy, how much do you make an hour? And of course, you know, that's usually a personal thing. For yeah, us, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when our kids are asking. Ooh. So obviously the parent got a little frustrated and, and yelled and uh, sent the kid to bed. And, you know, after they calmed down and they're like, okay, maybe I overreacted. So they go to the child's room and they say, you know, here's $10. And the child's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And then they start pulling money out. And then the, the parent's like, oh, wait a second. Why are you asking me for money when you already had money? Yeah. And at the end of the story, the, the child just says, well, I didn't have enough, but now I do. Can I pay for your time? Uh, ooh. Right? And I just need an hour. Yeah, oh, I just that. need an hour. Right? Like, literally, the child asking to pay their parent for an hour of their time. And I shared that story because my son asked me that same question three years ago. Yeah. And that was literally the moment that I realized, even though I was spending so much time studying leadership, I wasn't applying it in my own household. Yeah. So everything shifted after that point. Wow. That's very powerful. Yeah. And, and it's funny because you mentioned, you know, leadership and where to find it. And I think the misconception out there is when we're looking for great leaders, um, we need to find people who are making a lot of money. Yeah. And like you rightfully said, let's look at families. Let's look at great leaders in our families. Let's look at um, charities. Because they're, I think, some of the best leaders are within charitable organizations. Yes. Because it's the, just the dynamics of it and how it works. Where else, in your opinion, we can find great leaders? Well, I mean, you touched upon the big ones and, you know, as a coach of leadership, I, I think I, there's leadership every single place. I mean, just the way that somebody shows up or the way they ask questions or, or who hangs around them, right? Yeah. Because leaders, leaders attract talent. So if you see somebody that's got a lot of talent around them, even if they're leading them or not, they have influence. So look for those people. Even in a grocery store, the other day I was in a grocery store and there was one cashier that while I was waiting in line, every other cashier kept walking over and asking her questions. Ooh, leader. And, and I was like, okay, well, if she's the person that's getting asked questions, then she is seen as the leader, whether she is or not, because uh -huh. sometimes they're not the head of the organization. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. We see that a lot on sports teams. So, you know, it, the biggest thing is having the filter for it. And I love that you mentioned charity also, because that's part of the reason why we created our nonprofit, yeah. Ludus Nation, because now it's about creating leadership in the younger ages. Right. Right? Because they don't tend to get experience for that until they hit high school or even university when they're somewhat taught. We want to be able to start that conversation when they're young. Of course, of course. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So as we, as we kind of wrap things up here, um, what's next for Kelly in 2020? <laughs> That's the biggest question. Uh, well, definitely growth. Did you hear that, Colin? That's the biggest question <laughs> oh, yeah. that she's ever heard. Yeah. Well, at least at this early in the morning without uh, okay, enough yeah. coffee. <laughs> uh, very good. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, you know, we're looking for talent in 2020. Uh, we're looking to expand uh, our organization. And, you know, our mission is to change the way business is done. I think that, you know, there's a lot of talent out there that can get into organizations and yet they're limited by the regular model of business. 
right. and having it work with their life. But your company as well, Kelly, and I know you, you're being very modest. Your company helps uh, people find talent, correct? Yes, we So do. tell us how we can get in touch with you and how people can get in touch with you if they're looking to add talent to their organization, their team. You know, how can you help them with that? Well, I mean, you could you could go on to our website, integrativecoachingsolutions.ca. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook, Integrative Coaching Solutions. Um, you can reach out to me personally if you're looking for talent, uh, Kelly at integrativecoaching.ca. Uh, there's so many ways, and we're all over the place. I mean, we're teaching all the time. We're, we're in a bunch of offices. We actually are going to have an emotional intelligence workshop in January. Great. Uh, which is going to be amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, making talent opportunities, connections is huge for us. Huge okay. for us. I love doing that. Awesome. So as we as we sign off, uh, what message can you share with our, our listeners uh, moving into 2020? Moving into 2020, um, you know, so far the theme of yesterday was big thinking, mm-hmm. right? Pushing the limits of, of what you think you can do. And I think looking at 2020, you know, understand that it doesn't just rely on your shoulders. You all have the resources to hit those goals. And sometimes those resources are a who. Mm-hmm. And the who is the biggest aspect, whether that's a coach or a mentor or an accountability partner or your spouse, no matter what that is, share your goal, invite them in and allow them to help you get what you want. It's not just on you. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Very, very powerful, Kelly. Uh, it was such a pleasure to have you here in the show. I know you're going to get mic'd up to go back on stage there. Thank you for taking this time to, to sit and chat with us. We've gotten to learn so much more about you, uh, your company. Um, for those of you who are listening, please get in contact with Kelly if you're looking for you know adding talent to your team. An amazing human being. We've had the privilege of working with her time over time, so I can't say uh, enough about that. Uh, thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, signing off for Kelly Manateas and Sir Colin Campbell. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to click the subscribe button so new episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. Please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. Now go make it an amazing day for somebody.